welcome to uh, Bethel Radio Show. This may be the last time that I get to produce because we're going to say that it's estrogen-free tonight. We just got four uh, male panelists. Uh, Tara is uh, honestly out doing a, a very serious uh, situation with her family. Uh, they lost uh, her grandfather on her mother's side, and so she's involved in visitation tonight and will be involved in a funeral tomorrow, so please be praying for that family. Uh, but... Um, we are excited with three very interesting topics tonight. We're starting off with uh, preppers, talking about uh, the basically the biblical feasibility of it, and then uh, just coming from the standpoint of what would be some good ideas uh, to prepare for what I'm calling a cataclysmic event. Okay. And a CES is a cataclysmic event survivor, all right? So if you hear me say CES, CES. yeah, cataclysmic event survivor. And first, got to start by getting a military shirt. Th that's right. Got, uh, got Tom's got his uh, prepper, shirt on. prepper shirt on, which his wife said qualified him to be a citizen of St. Clair. Yes. I don't know that that was positive, <laughs> but that's what she said. Hey, 25 cents <laughs> at a 25 cents at a well, yeah, you can't turn that down. And the patch is worth down. $13, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, who wants to be first? I, I've got a load of stuff, but if I say all of this, you guys won't even get a chance. So who wants to go first on uh, a, it doesn't matter, what's your opinion of preppers? So, so certainly the philosophy of prepping is, is biblical, being, being prepared, and for any uh, particular circumstances. You certainly want to have food on board in the event of a blizzard. Can you imagine if uh, you have, have a blizzard, electricity goes out, a uh, storm of any kind, any, any uh, natural disaster, you want to have some food on board and water too. If electric goes out, you want to be able to, to provide for your family. So I think prepping is, is a, a, a great, that degree of prepping. I, I, you can go haywire on anything you can take anything to the 10th degree but but prepping to some degree i think is biblical being ready for uh, adverse um, situation is scriptural well i i enjoy the books i think it's become like all things it's jumped the shark you know people prepping for 25 year food storage and all that that's just a waste of money in my mind but i uh i have a go-to i actually got prepared tonight I've got wow. a go-to bag, you know, and it, it's been pillaged because my boy found it. But I've got enough in here. All the M&Ms are gone out of there. Now. Yeah, the M&Ms. <laughs> but uh, I've got enough in there that could sustain me for a couple days, like right. if I got stuck in a car or something, you know, the heat blankets and that. But one of the things that I am not a uh, technical guy, everybody knows that, and I think that's key to learn to live without technology. I know you probably shudder hearing that, but being able to communicate with people. Any day, any time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I have, you know, mushroom magazines, poisonous plant magazines, and edible stuff that's oh, out yeah. there. Because every guy around here, oh, I'm just going to feed my family with deer. Yeah. Give it a week, and every edible with a heartbeat around here is going to be dead. <laughs> Roasted. So you need to know how to live off trees and plants right. and all that. And I think that's that's a, a huge thing. I, I, and, and to me, th th that's... You know, one of the things on my list is books, you know, information that I don't already have 
what is edible, you know, in the forest. Uh, how will I procure water? You know, everybody says, well, save so much water per person for however long. Well, if we get into a cataclysmic event, so what do you do once that water's gone? Because well, it will be gone. And you brought well, isn't oh, the government going to take care of this? <laughs> I mean, that's my plan, bro. I mean, that's seriously. That's right. the, the, yeah. the, the police are going to come around. They're going to show us where to go. Bring bottled water. And, and then and we'll all trees. go there, and, and they'll <laughs> feed us and take care of us. In a cataclysmic event, I would say no. <laughs> You, you were talking about water, and they've become very feasible price range. But those little straws right. that you can go to a creek, and, you, and they'll filter like a million gallons yeah, of water. It's crazy. You know, we took them on our uh, trip yeah. to the wilderness, yeah. Those are invaluable. They are invaluable, uh, and they're valuable. It's about 50 bucks yeah. <laughs> for, for a cheap one. Right. You can pay what you want, you know, type thing. Right. If you want to pay a couple hundred bucks, you can, type thing. But uh, so, I so what? Define for me cataclysmic, because I mean, I mean, we're talking. There's a huge difference between being prepared for an ice storm, which I mean, right. I think that anybody and everybody here probably would classify themselves as prepared for that. Right. If you have food in a cabinet, you're you're probably going to make it. I mean, folks have made it through a whole lot more right. with a whole lot less. So. so well, but, but, yeah, and how but, long would that be? But, but, I, but I see that's just it. <laughs> Thus the word cataclysmic. You, you can't define it. It, 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 it is something that happens. Uh, I mean, ask Nag uh, Nagasaki that, you know. Uh, ask Hiroshima that. Define cataclysmic. Yeah, but there was no prepping. That's what I'm saying, though. There was no prepping for that. Those folks yeah. died. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, not all of them. Uh, but what I'm getting at is, is that... Uh, that was the beginning of us understanding that we have the ability to blow us up really good and there will be some that survive and it may be a long time before help is gotten to them. Sure. Um, and and, and I, don't get me wrong, I think that's a fair question, but, but that's really almost, for me, that's, that's part of the thing. We simply don't know. And we have right. a plan. And, right. And I think that that, go, that is where I'm trying to right. get us to. Right. Because like Tom but said, I can't, I can't 25 years everything. No. You know, because I can't have a, a storage I, of 25 years worth of water and yeah. 25 years worth of food. I think three to five years, I, I, if you were somewhat <laughs> reasonably on the absolute bare essentials, you know, uh, and, and what are those? You know, sugar, flour, I, I don't know, yeah. you know. Uh, I certainly am not prepared for a three to five year situation. Yeah. But if I were, and, and I think a lot of it gets to uh, what, what do you feel led to do? Sure. You know, um, and I, I will say this, uh, and surely I don't have to convince anybody, that in the last 10 years, it's pretty easy to see how things could spiral out of control quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, Germany, you know, uh, e even though I wouldn't say it's out of control there, with all the immigrants that have come in in the last two years, I, I mean, I saw a Facebook video of a teenage girl that's essentially locked in her house, and she's uh, blogging that she is a prisoner in her own house because she's scared to death of all the men that are basically just tra traipsing through her neighborhood huh. type thing. And, and so, so I mean, that, that would be something. I mean, obviously, at that point, you, you don't feel safe to go to the grocery store, you know. Um, and so, 
I think so some sort of preparation. levels here of, of No doubt. So you could have a weather cataclysmic, yes. like a snowstorm, tornado, tornado yep. earthquake that could, fall, yeah. could wipe out uh, any communication supply. fall, yes, absolutely. for three weeks, three months, right. three years. Right. I and mean, maybe you want to have a plan Which for each one. And I, and I think that that's the key is to have a plan. Don't wait until whatever it is happens before you say, oh, maybe I should have thought about water. You don't have to have 25 years worth of food, but if it having the plan laid out as to where you think you're going to get the food, like Tom said, I'm I'm my plan is a lot like what Ben said and, and mimics what Tom said. I have books in a fire safe. I mean, I, I have books that I gathered my grandma, and it's funny because at one point in time I was like, "Stop giving me your trash," and and then all of a sudden I was like, "How to make leather? That's." That's a cool book. Yeah. I want and and literally step. I, I'm talking hardback, you know, leather bound. Cool. It I is. Want a copy it of is that. a really uh, no. You can buy from. <laughs> Don't you just grow a, barter. Grow a cow. Yeah, That's huge. Grow a cow. Just <laughs> poof, cow. Well, and and one thing I you know some people I'm, I'm sure a lot of people at this church like guns and all that. But I was one thing I did is in this bag I've I, this great radio. Right. I have enough money to feed my family probably for a year. And it, it can go different ways, and it's this. This is currency, oh, yeah. bullets, and a cataclysmic event. So even if you don't like guns, get $25 for 100 rounds of shotgun shells at McDonald's. It, it, McDonald's at Walmart. And you could sell but it for 300 McDonald's you is hungry, selling bro? shotgun shells so, now? So, yeah, but if, if all goes oh, down. <laughs> <They> just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trump is amazing. <laughs> That's testosterone right there, baby. That's the Biden Everything feel. here is what's wrong with America, according <laughs> to every feminist <laughs> ever. America. You can tell she's not here. Today. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I looked into that gold line, you know, diversifying your portfolio with gold in case the stock market, all that crashes. And I got to thinking, I'm like, I can't eat that gold. And yeah. I told the guy that. I said, my bullets are going to be worth more than that bar you of gold. Bet. If that it $25 comes box can sell for 300 Oh, yeah. You know, you got a loaf of bread. Here's a box of shells. So 2 Peter 3, 10 through 12, according to Focus on the Family, is basically the closest verse that you could get to, quote, unquote, a prepping situation. And Peter says, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. And so, as Peter sees it, end-time Christians... Christians who are living under conditions of hardship, stress, and opposition are called to do one thing. They are to practice holiness and do good to others wherever and whenever they can. Yeah. They are supposed to work the works of God while it is day. So, um, you know, we, we can do that whether we've got provisions or not. Sure. You know. Well, and I was just going to spin it with, the, I mean, look at it's our job to tell people, hey, the end is coming. Right, no doubt. We, we're, we're, the, we're the consummate eternal preppers, right? I mean, yes. when you think about it like that, and mine was, but about that day or hour, no one knows, right. not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And, and we use that in our spiritual life, which, you know, again, when we, when we put things into perspective as far as, you know, the, the, like Tom says, you know, the, what's going to be of value in, in heaven? You know, you can stand before God and say, look at all the good things I did. And he's going to say, mm, nah, 
No. No, no good things. Depart from yeah, me, I never knew you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when we look at that and kind of put our our preparations as far as what we would do for a cataclysmic event into perspective with that, what really is going to matter? How how can we plan for the long term by having small term or short term plans that we can get to go to to make it through those things? So uh, Elijah had a cataclysmic <coughs> event, yeah. uh, and and he was months. Uh, but, but God literally supernaturally took care of him. Sure. Ravens brought Bring in food, food. Yeah. so on and so forth. So, I, you know, what did David say? I've that's never. My, that's my plan. There you go. The raven, the raven. <laughs> I've the never raven. seen the righteous begging bread. Uh, so my personal take is that there's only one reason to prepare for a cataclysmic event, and that is to honor and glorify God by being ready to take care of your family and others. I think all of us men as, as fathers would agree that if, a CES were to happen, then we would want to be able to say, I've made at least some level of provision for my family and then for those that are closest yeah. to me or, 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 you know, the stranger, to help the stranger yeah. in, in the road uh, street. Proverbs 22, 3, a prudent man seeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and suffer for it. Uh, Proverbs 27, 12, very similar to it. A prudent man seeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and suffer for it. Uh, so, uh, th those are, we're just about out of time. You guys got anything you want to add? So uh, we should probably end this section on the ultimate prepping, which is your spiritual preparation for the ultimate cataclysmic event when you die. Everybody's going to face that. You ought to be ready. You ought, you ought to have uh, sought for forgiveness for everything that you've done wrong in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ who's provided a way for us to, to know him and to know God uh, through his sacrifice on the cross and make a personal commitment to him. Ask Him to be your Lord and Savior and uh, give your life to Him. That's the ultimate preparation yeah, you can do. doesn't matter how long you live after a cataclysmic event here on earth. If when you right. die and you're standing before God Amen. and He says that. you know. Amen. And so, again, I, I could not echo what you said, that all the preparations in the world right now aren't going to matter a lick if you have not settled business with God. And that's one, one of my books, a waterproof Bible. There you go. Because you never know. You Amen. might be that one in the group that's... Right in the cave and hey look I got the most valuable thing right as the uh, funeral well, we, preacher you know where said, Tom's going Tom's going to the cave so follow right. Tom to the cave <laughs> <laughs> the mortality rate is hovering around 100 yep. percent every one yeah, of us is going to die cataclysmic events coming for yeah. everybody now just this addition you know I think it would be neat I'm not ready to say that we're going to do this but I think it would be neat if if, if churches throughout the land memorized the Word of God through their body, so Sue would take the book of Philippians, you know, Josh would take the book of Ephesians, you would be Timothy, you would be Second Timothy, type thing. And so that if the worst happened and, and they got our Bibles, you know, whoever they are, yeah. we would we'd have it right here. Who did the, the great thing? I forgot that he did Revelation. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. Je that. Jeff is revelation. He's yeah. got that one. But yeah. you brought uh, that up, and it, yeah, amazing. So, guys, I made a list, but we're not going to take the time here uh, to, to go through it. But I've got a list of things that, that I would like to have for my cataclysmic event. I would encourage you to do the same. I think it's cool to watch the prepping shows and such, but just try to, you know, keep, keep a spiritual sense about yourself uh, and just get as prepared as you feel led to get. All right, gentlemen, um, 
prepare for your I'm just saying, uh, but while we do that, now I've got an old January 22nd bulletin here. We've already had the Iwana Grand Prix and just had an absolute ball Saturday. Uh, the Winter Jam is old news. Um, the ministry, mi- ministry, the mystery dinner theater is not old news. It is Friday, February the 10th from 6.30 to 9.30 in the Bethel Auditorium. I mean right here. $15 per person, $30 a couple. You do not have to be a couple to come. You can come as a single person, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I encourage you, uh, if you do not get the uh, Bethel Bulletin via email, you can sign up for that or see it on Facebook or our website. I'm sure it's on all those outlets. And speaking of websites, what's the name of that website, Todd? Our new BethelLondell.com. BethelLondell.com. And you can go to that very site and listen to these podcasts uh, that we do here each Wednesday night. Uh, Awana Clubs, um, the uh, 8th, which is next (laughs) Wednesday, is their Valentine party. We will not have a party. We will still do our uh, radio show, but, but be mindful of that. Uh, but on this bulletin, you also have the Bethel Gym Nights and such of that nature. Camp Colorado, Rocky Mountains, if you've got any uh, desire to go to the Rocky Mountains, Keith Ragsdale would love to be your guide. 636-584-4699 will get you in touch with Keith. And then Bethel Easter Walk, April 7th through the 9th. Dress rehearsal is April the 5th. Uh, please prepare for that. Be praying. All right, I'm just saying, what do you got, guys? Brad's got one for me. All right. Some of you might have seen it. Brad, Brad Baderman sent this to me earlier today. International agreements on refugees. He's threatened to dump international agreements on climate change. He's praised the use of torture. He's incited hatred against Muslims. He's directly attacked women's rights. Just what more does the President Trump have to do before the Prime Minister will listen to the 1.8 million people who've already called for his state visit invitation to be withdrawn? The Right Honourable Gentleman's foreign policy is to object to and insult the democratically elected head of state of our most important ally. Let's just see what he would have achieved in the last week. Would he have been able to protect British citizens from the impact of the executive order? No. Would he have been able to lay the foundations of a trade deal? No. Would he have got a 100% commitment to NATO? No. Has to offer this country less protection for British citizens, less prosperous, less safe. He, he can lead a protest. I'm leading a country. I don't want that at church, but I do like that type of business meeting <laughs> where everybody's engaged. Oh, 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 I love that. I want them to bring the wigs back, though. I want them to wear those big flowing white wigs. All right, so is that? Let's hear your. I'm just saying. Is that, is that it? Britain's back. There you go. Britain's back. Uh, Todd, you got one. Uh, I'm. I'm just appalled. Uh-oh. By what you know, what is going on Uh-oh. with the mainstream media and how? How ignorant people are! I I I, I cannot believe 
how ignorant people are as far as the the Jeff, fact that they're just there, they're just not educated they're just not educated to the fact that every president for the last two decades has made different um, types of rulings on different citizens from other countries that can and cannot enter our country and there were no protests there were no situations and yet i'm supposed to believe that this is you know, Silly based off outrage. of this this man's hatred for a people, and uh, so my I'm just saying is is I'm just saying it's time for us as Christians to be bold and to argue our faith because that's how we get. It. I I there was a Facebook thing similar to that, politically wise was that if if you're a Christian and are you can't be a Christian and support the Muslim ban, and it was from the the title of the meme was from God, and I got into a. a, a a staunch debate with a gentleman about yeah. that because I, I said no executive order dictates whether I'm a Christian or not a Christian. Right. But we've got to have uh, the wherewithal to stand up to these people and and defend our faith and defend where we come from uh, based off and of that. So technically, it's not a Muslim ban; it's a ban from. That's right. It's seven countries in a, in the entire world. How ridiculous! They I mean, hate us, and that's what I'm saying. The ignorance and the Israel. ignorance that is yeah. there is just the baffling for Chris Kyle. Which is yeah. a Muslim. I saw the interview with him. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he said, man, he, Trump is right on. Yeah. He, he's doing right. You got one. Yeah, basically mine was Donald Trump's not a politician. He's not a liar, and he's doing everything he said he would faster than anyone thought he would. It's, well, and I don't know if the, it's awesome or it scares me or what. <laughs> it's different. He's doing yeah. it. So. Hey, amen. Like, uh, the louder the left is yelling, the better, better off we are. If they stop yelling, we should worry. So I'm just saying, a few years ago, I would have felt silly thinking and talking about preparing for a cataclysmic event. Not anymore. <laughs> now it seems quite practical. <laughs> All right. So uh, safe spaces from, from the pot to the fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, ju we're just going to jump in tonight. Let's jump in. This is testosterone uh, you know, zone. Group. That's right. Uh, safe. I, none of you, none of you have your safety pins on. I'm shocked. I, I figured, yeah, you, safety oh, pin because yeah, at that point you're space. a safe person. And yeah, you'll hug that. and. Wow, so I'm not even into that. Yeah, I'm unaware of that. Yeah. So uh, I truly do not know where to begin. Uh, this whole idea of safe spaces uh, completely flies in the face of maturity and American where wherewithal. Did, where did it come from? Where, where it did, came from Missouri? But where it came did, from Mizzou College? That's where it started from, yeah. from my understanding. A uh, year or two years ago, uh, the, I guess it was last year during the football season when the fellow was walking across the campus and he heard the N-word mm -hmm. and he uh, complained to the, I mean, he was obviously African-American, so he complained to the president of the college. He didn't feel like he was responded to quickly enough, so he went on a hunger strike to get the president relieved of his duties. And so some of the football players, of course, it, it helped that they had not won but one or two games yet. <laughs> yeah. They threatened to not play football uh, unless the president resigned of the college. And so Mr. Pinkle, instead of going in there and saying, boys, you've got a scholarship, you better play or you're kicked out of school, he supported them that they weren't going to play. And so that led to the president's uh, resignation and I think the chancellor, so on and so forth. And one thing went into another, and, and then safe places started becoming a, 
a national thing. And but, then one but school what, I know, but what is a safe place? I, mean, I got what, the definition. From, all right, let's hear it. A safe space, a place or environment in which a person or category of people can feel confident that they will not be exposed to discrimination, criticism, harassment, and or any other emotional or physical harm. And, and that's what I'm asking more or so. Or a white male. Where, where, where did, I mean, what fairy tale land did, did the person who came up with the term safe space come from? I, I mean, where, where did that person say, oh, well, Okay, you're offended by that. Let's make a safe space. Well, I think they just they you know they just used their brain, if you will, and just said, "Well, I need a safe space." Yeah, you but know, and they just kind of what they don't realize there. though is that's the definition of heaven. Yeah, amen. It is the ultimate amen. safe space. The ultimate safe space. Uh, the and and I, I'm not trying to hate on Mizzou. But, but that's just my understanding because I, it, I'm a Mizzou it's supporter. It's not hard for you to, though, is it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I tell people when I see a Mizzou fan. And I'm a Mizzou fan, I am. But yeah, I'll tell them, yeah. I'll tell them, I used to be a Mizzou fan until somebody from there offended me. Yeah. <laughs> to, to just, you know, yeah. to just keep stirring it up. Because the reality is, is that that's how silly it is. But yet, you know, th these people are... are genuinely offended by our conservatism and and they want a safe space from it uh the issue and problem for me is and, and let's take it away from missouri because there's colleges all throughout uh the nation that's jumping on this bandwagon and they're basically using it to censor and and stop free speech yeah, is what they're doing and that's trigger words right yeah, yeah. also we talked yeah. about a couple weeks ago yeah Oh, yeah, Tr trigger words is what causes them to need to run to their safe space. And mine was redneck, and you kept saying it. <laughs> My redneck. Yeah, redneck. Trigger. That, that, that is definitely an offensive event. We're going to need to have a safe I'm space. I'm sure safe most space? of my vocabulary would be an offense. To, uh, anytime you isolate yourself from the, the free flow of ideas, you're, you're setting yourself up and maybe society up for a huge cataclysmic event uh, politically if you if you close yourself off from the free flow, free flow of ideas and you say I, I'm a victim or I don't want to be a victim so I'm staying in a safe place so I don't have to think through anything you, you are isolate what's the word uh, stunting your growth mentally and unfortunately I'm afraid that the United States is in that uh, we have a generation that's in that mindset. Okay, they're, they're all right, stunted, all right. So, uh, so, but along that, with that, am I supposed to take it? I mean, let's let's say that I'm You're an African American male on the campus of Mizzou. I mean, when they're when they're shouting profanities and they're they they are. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're not we're not using the word that they use because it's an offensive word. You bet. It, it is an offensive word based off of the history and and the the uh, no the, the prefix of it. So, I mean. If we're not going to support that, then then how can we say that that's not just them free flowing ideas? Right. Uh, so so one for for someone to shout an offensive term doesn't mean you need to turn the university on its head because someone used an offensive term. One, and this is just old time common sense, to go to the person that you think said it and say, "Hey, were you talking to me? Why what? would you say something like that?" Right. The old-fashioned way of doing things one-on-one -on -one before you get a political movement going because somebody called you something offensive. Well, and right underneath that, the very first definition on Yahoo when you type in safe space, it prefaced it below that definition of schools must be a safe space for LGBT students. 
So it's anybody who right. you just don't yeah. agree with. It's, uh, right. What I said last time was that the last bastion of unquestioned authority is victimhood. You right. have to run to the status of victimhood, and then you cannot be assailed with any other idea or with uh, being uh, made to conform to anything else. When you're a victim, you're in charge. So uh, have you ever heard of Thomas Friedman? You ever heard of him? No. Uh, Rush Limbaugh affectionately calls him Tom Loopy Friedman. Uh, he wrote this. I'm going to like him. <laughs> yeah. I began election night writing a column that started with words from an immigrant my friend Leslie Goldwasser, who came to America from Zimbabwe in, in the 80s. Surveying our political scene a few years ago, Leslie remarked to me, you Americans kick around your country like it's a football, but it's not a football. It's a Fabergé egg. You can break it. And I believe that that is where our young people, if you will, have settled that they're so fragile, you know, the snowflake term and the such, because no, uh, and I, I, I personally think this transcends race, black, white, Hispanic, of a certain age in this country, they would never refer to America as a Fabergé egg. You refer to it as it's tough. America is tough. You're, you're not going to kick us. We're going to do what we got to do. Go ahead, Todd. Well, I was just going to say, they're not defining themselves. You're not going to find a snowflake that says, oh, I'm a snowflake. Right. Don't, no, no. Don't no hurt doubt. me. What has happened is, is those folks in a level or uh, an area of responsibility have not called them to the, to the action and responsibility that they need to to say, hey, knock it off. Quit crying over a presidential election. You lost. Stand up. Start walking, get go to job. work. Get right. a job. You know, Articulate your ideas and get a movement Exactly. I mean, we, there's always next year. I wonder, you know, and, and I just got done with a, a baseball meeting uh, last night, and I thought, and that was one of the things we talked about was respect, you know, on and off the field. And one of the, the greatest things that I learned from youth sports was my ability to deal with other people and, and deal with things that didn't feel good. You know, losing is never fun. It's not a great time to lose. But it happens, and you don't just give up because you lose one game. And I wonder, you know, th there is some pretty significant psychological information coming out of, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s with the Trophies for Everyone movement that has caused where we're at right now that we're seeing. People don't know how to lose. That's right. They don't That's know right. how to lose. And so I can't wait to see how we how the pendulum swings back right. So <laughs> – <laughs> so you go from, from Thomas Loopy Friedman uh, to, <coughs> did you hear the, the lady at the Seattle that had the bullhorn, and she was supposedly a um, preschool teacher. Let, let that soak in for a moment. And uh, need to give a, a PG-13, possibly R-rate warning here before I read this, and I'm obviously not going to read the words but you'll, you'll get the picture. This is what she's screaming through this uh, bullhorn. Wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, the teacher unleashed the F-bomb-laced rant against whites, the White House, presidents, capitalism, and police on, in Seattle on Saturday night. Blank white people, blank the U.S. empire, blank your imperialist, imperialist blank lives, that blank got to go, the teacher said, before adding that white people need to give reparations. That means payments 
to black and indigenous people right now. White people give your blank money, blank house, blank property. You see where I'm going with that. And then finally, she ends it with, hmm, and we need to start killing people. She said it. I mean, the, the video's rolling. The news channel is getting all this. We need to start killing people. First off, we need to start killing the White House. The White House must die. And, and it just gets really honestly worse from there, if you can imagine that. And, and this is a preschool teacher in Seattle. Well, man, I'm telling you, I need a safe space. Right. Well, <laughs> and that, that's Literally. Because yeah. so, he wanted to kill me, man. <laughs> he tried to kill me. So my question is, is how do we, you know, and, and, and I can't go into great detail with the situation that happened to me, but how do I deal with it? As as a Christian in a in a in a uh, um, smile and wave. So smile so right. I mean, in a secular workplace, and and I'm you know, let's say that all of my office mates are are wanting our office to be a safe space. What do I do? What I mean, what 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 do you do? What what do we what do we do as Christians to be able to say, hey, look, you know, how how do we mitigate those waters? How do, how do you how do you do that? Yeah, I think the Christian foundational truths are, are how you approach it. You, you know, you don't need to be affected by every wind and wave that comes through society. Amen. There's an anchor that you can base your life on, set your life on, a foundation that doesn't move, and you can get your whole significance and uh, what's, your, what's your phrase? You get... Significance and security. Security in this in Christ, in Christ this alone. Yeah, and Christ alone doesn't change. It's, it, uh, he's been the same in the past, today, and tomorrow. Um, without truth, you don't have any any kind of foundation to stand on, and that's what this generation has been faced with. They're without a compass or a map. Yeah, they're been set adrift in the society. Most with, I would say, at least half with families that have dissolved. They don't have any idea what a, a healthy family is. So. Uh, a gay marriage, uh, two men, two women, it makes just as much sense as any other. So the the foundations of Christian teaching, we we have to discuss those in line. Yeah, the, the bottom line is is that we practice what we preach. We we love them and, right where they're at. Right. Amen. Uh, Amen. Brian Imicus said that you meet each person where they are. Uh, you, you you do not what does Proverbs say? Do not answer a man according to his folly. Man, that was uh, my question. Right. I looked at the folks that I was dealing with and said. Why haven't we always been a safe space? Right. What 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 sets us outside of the bounds of just being respectful to right. one another? Right. I, I don't I don't why are we overly defining this spot where we, we just Amen. don't respect one another? You're getting right on it there. It, it, if you have a person individual who's who has no foundation, the least little thing's gonna tip their self worth over. Well sure. if nothing um, else, so. you can become a physical foundation for them. You know, the saying that you are the Bible, the non-believer reads, right. you know, and it's like our, our work the other day, they were doing this massive schedule change and there was guys literally crying. They mm. were so angry and wanting to fight bosses and stuff. And they look at me, they're like, well, you're new. You don't even care. I'm like, this is my job, too. I'm just at peace with whatever happens. Sure. And they're like, you're yeah. weird. You yeah. know? And it's I'm like, just I glad to be here. Yeah, I'm just glad to be here. I still love it. You Amen. Know? Have a humor, humorous clip uh, if you want to on my sure. progressions. So. Did you get it, Brad? Or? Okay, ne never mind. Keep going. Well, so along those lines, um, Josh uh, texted in, uh, Josh Herilka, 
Uh, this is actually for the last segment, but I'm just now getting it in. How can the Christian faith back Trump slash Republican candidate before the election? And now he has seen Christian articles stating that you cannot be a good Christian if you support Trump now. Christians his, aren't writing those. His, <laughs> right. right. And Christians that was probably aren't writing absolutely, those. Absolutely. That was the point is that they're, they're, it is such a hypocrisy yeah. that that love all mentality right. is, you know. I love no. it when a person, an atheist, tells me what I must yeah. do if right. I'm a Christian. Right. You know, you don't I, even believe in I God. I literally <laughs> couldn't get a response because I just simply asked the guy, so, so are you saying that Jesus was loving on those money changers in the marketplace? Right. D you know, uh, crickets. Whited sepulchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I did see a great cartoon uh, just today in the newspaper that had three lifeguards on a beach, and, and they were pointing. They said, he only wants to save Americans, and it was Trump in a lifeguard <laughs> suit. So. All right, so uh, I know I'm getting older because. You guys got any? Got, got one? No, no, I'm getting older. You said a while ago you maybe have everybody in the the body memorize a book. Yeah. I wouldn't get assigned a book. You wouldn't get assigned a book? Could, could remember, which book was I supposed to memorize? <laughs> How about chapter 1, verses 1 through 5? <laughs> uh, all right, Tom, you got one? I started a 401k the other day. Well, look at there. Oh, yeah. I know I'm getting older because you're saving money. You have a retirement plan. Yes. <laughs> Graduated to big boyhood. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is awesome. So, uh, Todd, you got one? I do, but I'm afraid that I'll die if I say it because oh, it has more to do with my wife than it does with oh, me. Uh -oh. Yeah, she's here now. <laughs> she's in the she is here. So, I, I didn't know, like, I wear glasses, right? But I didn't know how big of a deal. Uh oh. Oh, you just got so nicked. I'm done. <laughs> yes. Y'all know how that works. Yeah, That's another sign of age right there. Yeah. We, we know Todd's getting older because he will actually listen to his wife. There you go. <laughs> this is radio. Well played, right. lady. Well played. She's not in the studio. I she know. can't even hear us. One I, of these days we'll have that, yeah, Tom. Th this is uh, connected to our last segment. I know I'm getting older because just as the woman in Seattle, I'm struggling with not finding most of my solutions in violence of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, anyway, so th this is extremely cool to me. So turn in your phones to <laughs> Romans chapter 12, yes. verse 12. This is our last segment tonight. And please, if you have, phone, and, and most of you should have Tara's number because you've texted into it in the past, send her your prayers and, and love uh, for the situation that they're going through. Uh, but Romans... There this we is go. the drop the mic verse for me. Yeah, that, well, this is the mic drop segment. I've got How that in my that? iP iPad. All right. uh, Romans 12, verse 12. So we've talked about prepping because of cataclysmic events. And we've talked about people needing safe spaces because of our quote-unquote conservative views and people uh, not liking us and the such. Uh <coughs> So Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Amen. Just drop the mic. Preparing for cataclysmic events and surviving them and then facing death threats from liberals, we read Romans 12, 12. Happily, happily facing. That's right. Happily. That's right. Rejoicing in hope. Because there, there is hope. There really is. We, we, when we get mired, and, and I can't speak for you, but 
you know that these days I'm trying to keep my ear to the ground. I'm trying to be current uh, and the such. So every day I go and I look at my news outlets and I get discouraged. I, I really do. Uh, sitting at my desk today, I got discouraged. I'm like, holy cow, what, what, what are we going to do? You've got to look at it different than that. So I watch it and I am so happy because <laughs> I do. I, I actually literally, I, I do my first, like I get the news from Fox. You're so spiritual. Then I flip over to CNN. No, listen to me. It's going downhill, I promise. I, I flip over to CNN and I'm like, look at how many, how, all those people that I'm smarter than. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, how can you be that dumb? Amen. Yeah, there's all of that out there that I, I yeah, well, well and you know as well as I do. There's hope for them too. I, I, I no, get, no doubt. <laughs> I got discouraged because I look back on the last eight years and how, how completely uh, opposite President Obama was to my way of life. And I let that influence how my days went too many times. Sure. sure. Washington barely touched me. And every day I had it at my, at my access, my beck and call, the king of the world. I, I've too often let that, that affect me. And just enjoying your life probably is the best offense for Amen. Uh, the, the, the liberal mindset who, who've lost their mind now because they lost an election. Well, and I'm the full swing opposite of probably everybody up here as I don't have a smartphone, I don't have internet, I don't have cable. So I've got the joyful naiveness that I don't care. <laughs> I right. don't. I really don't. You know, it, when it hits me in the pocketbook once in a while, I care if gas is going up, right. you know, but I'm just happy to be alive. I don't care less about the there you go. Speaking of being spiritual. I, I know what it is. In about 10 years, is Tom Jobs is all. I know I'm getting older because I'm depressed all the time is what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> when he finally gets a smartphone and finds out what CNN <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> You're well, telling me this has been going on for years? What country am I living in? Oh, so, so we've got hope in Jesus. And then there is tribulation. So our need, the tribulation is our need for hope. But what's the strategy? The last part of that verse. Prayer. Prayer. Steadfast prayer. I looked up steadfast in my 1828 app. Firmly with constancy or steadiness of mind. And, you know, we've all seen examples, whether it's ourselves or our wives or our boss or whatever. They're in a stressful situation, but they just, they're steady. You know, they're doing what they need to do. And, and that, that's what I think God has called us to do in these days and times, steadfastly, firmly, with constancy or steadiness of mind. Uh, our strategy is steadfast prayer. Yeah. You know, I, this I, last I, months, we've done this pray, uh, maximum pray with maximum prayer effort. Maximum prayer effort. And it, it honestly has changed me. It went, it went I, I personally started praying every day with, with intention. And then we did the prayer with maximum effect. And I, I literally believe that we saw God intervene in our country. I believe it. Election night. And felt him moving that night. I think I've shared with you when Brad leaned over the house and said, they know something we don't know. He's talking about the right. Fox News. I remember that. They know something we don't know. You could see their countenance was changing. And I kind of got goosebumps. I was like, I, I think God's moving in, in our country. So... so Historically, you, know, you look back in the in the Bible and see when pe people prayed. I think about uh, 
at Queen Esther, she asked her people to pray and fast for her going before the king, and it changed the history for Israel. Sure did. Uh, we, we saw history change for America there. We cannot uh, waste this, uh, this chance that we've given. Continue to pray and to, and, and to assault, not assault God's throne, approach God's throne boldly, and ask for him to hush the mouths of those who are actively trying to destroy our culture and the purpose for the United States of America <coughs> was to a, a beacon of freedom, hope, and, and uh, I, I, you know, it hasn't always been goodness, but we have always sought to be a good Amen. nation um, and guide the world as a, as a good, godly nation. You know, and I, I think that I, I agree with you, Gavin, wholeheartedly, and I think that we as Christians in this time need to focus so much more on ourselves when it comes to not not being what we don't like about the other side. Amen. Because honestly, Amen. that this whole patience and tribulation is, is a whole, I mean, it, it's a whole new world for me as far as the idea of, you know, instead of getting bogged down with, well, how come I got to do this? And they're not, you know, that whole feeling sorry for myself when things aren't going exactly like I think that they should be going right at this given time because I deserve this or what, you know, yeah. whatever it is, I put the work in or all of the different excuses or examples that I can have. And it's not going my way. And here I am throwing a two-year-old fit with God because, well, well why not? <laughs> you know, how, how come I can't have that? Or wh yeah. whatever it is, instead of saying, you know what, God, what? What do you got for me? You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know why I'm going through this, but when you look at all of the folks in the Old Testament that went through, you know, just deplorable conditions, uh, Joseph is always my go-to guy. I mean, this poor guy's sitting in jail. You know, he's just, and he's just chilling. He, you know, it, it's not bothering him. In the pits, it, it, in the slavery. Exactly. And, and never once, it doesn't say anything about complaints in there. Not at all. Not at all. And he's, he literally the whole time is patiently waiting through that and I'm like so again here lately that has been the the cry of you know what if we can wait eight eight years through Obama we we you know and and, and folks get how, it how much to be over let that how much did I let that over influence yeah work me? over your your day well it, it all it all wraps into the safe space all that stuff and I was thinking you know along with that's a definition of heaven that's what the devil is to us. He's always exposing us to discrimination, criticism, harassment, any other emotional, physical harm. And our safe space should be Jesus. And the one thing that I, I always go back to, how do you unlock this? Thing? And there's yeah, this quote. That's why Tom doesn't have internet. He just uses yeah. mine. Yeah, he's smart. He's the smart guy. Yeah, he really he is, is the smart guy. So, so for Todd these people. Is that you parked outside of my house? <laughs> <laughs> he's hitting your Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah. So for the people, you know, that, that don't think a lot of ways that we do, for the people who have lived by their faith in the power of reason, the story ends like a bad dream. They have scaled the mountain of ignorance. They have conquered the highest peak. And as they pull themselves over the final rock, they are greeted by a band of theologians who have been sitting there for centuries. Amen. 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 So Amen. what would the title be of Josh or Joseph's book while he's in the prison? I sat. I, I sat. sat. Yeah, he just sat there. Yeah, he didn't fuss. He didn't complain. He just sat well, my, there. No, so wait, my, my, he's, you know, he's going to write a motivational book. Oh, oh, motivational. Motivation. Book. I'm sorry, motivational yeah. book. From rat, from riches to rags, 
how I suc- and back again, how <laughs> yeah. I successfully lost yeah. it all in the center of God's will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, because he, he never did. lost sight of his. It's not either. easy either, and I mean, I know that we're making we're it's so we're being so flippant with it. We there are. are folks who have gone through some absolutely uh, tremendous loss in their lives, and um, I couldn't even imagine. And I, and what I'm talking about in my daily life, very similar to what you know Tom brought up with the guys at work. I deal with it with my boss or with a schedule change. That that is nothing compared to the loss that some of the families of this church have suffered with um, children or mm-hmm. uh, you know parents or whatever it may, may be, and and even people that deal with things on a daily basis. I mean, we have but, folks that deal with cancer and um, sickness tem- and illness. That's the great thing about Christianity and Jesus is it's simple. The template is the same for every scenario. No matter how small it is troubled you or how large it is, the template is exactly the same. So uh, David says uh, that that is how Thomas is contributing to his 401k using Todd's internet. <laughs> I was actually thinking, and I'm glad you called him out. I was, was going to say, have you been going to the David Mail School of <laughs> Economics? <laughs> well, okay, so we've got a little extra time, which is unusual. It's very strange. So, 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 this, so what you're saying is, is Tara is the one that we, wastes all the time up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eight minutes left. So what were you going to say? We got extra time. Well, yeah, uh, open mics, man. Uh, this is a free-for-all. So let's have some subjects. So the, the, the re- recipe that Todd was, I'm sorry, Th- Thomas was talking about uh, is the same. It is the same, but every level is deeper and richer, and you get to know more about Christ. So every every turn of the, the the of if you want to call it providence in your life, you you know, and and this is probably going to get a little weepy here. You know, it wasn't it wasn't my plan. Yeah, it wasn't my plan for mom to die when she's sixty five. I was just getting to the part of my life where I was going to start to enjoy time with her. Right. And but, but that's in God's t- timing. Wasn't wasn't. Uh, there are multiple other things, but those are things that you can't change. The death of someone, the, um, the illness of someone, you can't change those events. They arrive at your door, and you have to open the package. If you don't, you, you mentally go insane because you're, you're not dealing with reality. But every, every circumstance that you step into that was not necessarily your choice, it, 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 is, it was on God's chart. It, wa- it was on his radar. And you can go to him, and you can experience him in a way that you never would have otherwise, and you know, honestly, I, I'm just being honest. I'm not sure I would have chose that. I, I know God better now. I, I, I have a deeper relationship with Him, but I'm not sure I would have chosen it right. to to go that route. It, it, the, the equation's always the same, right. but it de- gets deeper and richer every you, time. You told me one of the best quotes ever. You said, "When you stand in the shadow of death, everything has a shadow." Because God's light is behind, behind it. it. Amen. Amen. That's that's very good, and uh, I know I'm getting older because I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I, what I was going to say is, is it's almost haughty for us to sit here, you know, and, and knowing where we're at, and I, you know, knowing Gavin's situation even with his dad, but it it pales in comparison to be able to say that yes, the template is the same, but it's very hard when you're looking across the table at someone who has just lost a loved one. You know, to, to, to say that to God them. loves me. That's that is their path, and it's so it's so easy for us from the outside to say the template is easy. It's so it's so easy. But when you're when you're 
you know, when you're mired in that, in that grief and you're mired in that tribulation, whatever it is, it, it is a lot harder for that person to see that template. But, yeah. it but is that's our, part of the prepping. It, you have to prep for that situation. You well, know, cataclysmic could be internal. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a friend. I won't say the name. Those of you that know, obviously, will know exactly who I'm talking about. But um, she literally had her father die in her arms uh, here recently. And so when I did the funeral, I, you know, did the best job that I could. And after the funeral, it's just the type of person that this person is. She walks up and says, Brother Ben, you said that you were serious as a heart attack. <laughs> and I said, I did not. And she said, yes, you did. And she wasn't getting on to me. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and, but, but she, and, and she has experienced. So her father had a heart attack? Is he, had a, he had oh a my. massive heart attack. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and of course, I was mortified. I mean, because that's, that's one of the faux pas that you just don't do, right. you know. But I did it. <laughs> and, and so what do you do when you screw up royally? You move on, yeah. you know. You beg for forgiveness. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, exactly. But there, there this woman is, had every right to be upset and mad at me. You know, she was experiencing the grace of God. Uh, and because she's dealt with all those issues, what, why would you take him now? Yeah. You know, he's not going to get to know his grandchildren, and all. The, and I'm sure she's still dealing with them, right. and she will for quite some time. But I'm seeing God's template upon her. I'm seeing that hope. I'm seeing that patience and tribulation uh, that only comes from God. It's a peace that passes That's all it. understanding. And That's that, it. And I think that that is like Tom said. When you when you can face those things. When we face those things as Christians, and that is the resolve that is seen from the outside, that makes the most impact. You know, again, I, I'm going to be the biggest proponent for standing up and and being staunch uh, fighters or debaters over you know political issues as far as defending your faith in public, and especially in a, a social media realm as well as in in a, in a public forum. But also, you know, just th that makes an impact, but it makes it pales in comparison to the resolve that you have when you're going through whatever though that bad news is, whether it's cancer or the death of a loved one, and those around you see you deal with that in a way that they can't even fathom. They can't understand how in the world is this person dealing with this, with this level of peace, with this level of understanding, with this level, and it shows them the template. And then we become the leaders by example. And I, and I think that, that, is the, that that's the biblical mandate for a Christian to live by. Amen. You know, it, and I got this from somebody else, but when you go through a horrific situation and if you live long enough, you will. It, when you're going through it, you don't realize this, and it, it, or if somebody tells you, it's not a comfort. <laughs> but the reality is, is, is that one of the reasons that you're going through it is to help someone else later down the road. Oh. And I call it certification. And, and, and you know, so... The, the, it's a ministry. It's, it's, it's absolutely a ministry. A ministry. And, and you, 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 can, you can look at that person like no one else can and say, I understand. I know what you're going through. I understand. If I could add, uh, just jump in there again with Joseph in jail. He, he could have gone the other route, could have gone the revenge route. When the, two, when the butler and the baker came in, he could have said, finally, these Egyptians are getting what they deserve. Right. Yep. But he was sensitive to the disappointment and utter earthquake in your life it happens when you get thrown into jail and he saw those guys he knew it. In well there. and He's even through it even with his brothers i mean i'm 
I don't know about the baker or the butler, but I'm telling you right now, my brother's coming. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my <laughs> pound of flesh from them who just threw me in a hole. Amen. Oh, Amen. And, oh and yeah. He, he did to some degree. <laughs> well, he, yeah. He let his his, but, his brothers hang yeah. over the fire a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But but he could he could have ignored them. He could have made life worse for them. Oh yeah. And, he could have been revenge, him. Oh, but he yeah. went in and talked to him, and then they started telling him his their dreams, and, and instead of taking out revenge, he he because of his certification having been through right. it mm-hmm. he went in and talked to him and, and worked through it and i think we put a lot on ourselves too we can't forget that the holy <laughs> spirit will remind you no doubt and we'll talk to you through those times if you know it's like when Lindsay, the day we found out i was on my way home and i called a man when we found out Lindsay had cancer and i just pulled over and i think i tried calling you i got your voicemail i called the second person sorry no it's all right you're busy man. <laughs> and i called the second and you know and he got to talk and there was silence and he said thomas he said with your faith and Lindsay's faith this might just be a, for a doctor in that office sure. to come to know christ That's exactly right and i wanted to punch him in the mouth sure but the holy spirit was talking to me at that right. moment saying that could be it that That's could right. be it you know and it, it gave us a comfort in relative peace, if yeah. you can call it, through the, sure. the situation. I think it was Stanley that said, sometimes it is in the economy of God to put his children through suffering just to position them in a place that they can speak for him. Yep. Yeah. You know, Look for those people that you just absolutely cannot stand as a human being. Just the people that you cannot stand to be around and think, why, why does God have me in their circle of influence? Amen. Wow. And when you do that, all of a sudden life changes for right. not only you but for them too and they watch you more than you know that's exactly right i turned on the radio in our shop the other day and it was on casey and i was like oh whatever and this one guy it's that guy <laughs> and he said i didn't peg you as a hard rock guy and i'm like <laughs> i kind of looked at him and i'm like he's watching what i do uh-huh. you know and so i guess that rock and roll music he's gonna try to get me a little bit but you know they're absolutely watching your your witness yeah which is show. why we don't put a 99.1 sticker on our car. They're watching. <laughs> you don't. Why you don't? I have one on my car. I am in the. I, I thought the, about getting we, a yeah. KC sticker just so you know. I, my driving was mad. I get a report from my employees every time somebody with a Joy FM sticker cuts them off in traffic. They so. say that they're the worst drivers in St. Louis. <laughs> 99.1. And I say that's just well, because, because you can identify them. That's, that's right. it. You can that's say right. all, you know, pick your model of car driver is the worst driver in St. Louis. But apparently 99.1 So you just need to put a coexist and a Greenpeace yeah. sticker on the back of yours. And, just and you're just so normal. So we'll, we'll, we'll end, next week. Yeah, but let, let, I think we got time. <coughs> we'll end with this story from W.A. Criswell. He had a family attending First Baptist in Dallas years and years ago. And... <laughs> Everyone on their neighborhood road was finding oil. And they were selling out to the oil companies and moving to penthouses in Dallas. They were becoming millionaires. So this family that attended First Baptist, they were just waiting for their turn. And it never came. And they got bitter. And they got out of church. And about 10 years later, W.A. ran into them again. And said, and they, they now they had smiles on their face. And he says... You found oil. And they kind of ducked their heads and they said, no, Brother Crystal, we never did find oil on our property. But what we did find was is that every family that sold out and made millions, they made it their life about the money. And they're all divorced now. Their kids are a wreck. And our family is still solid. Yeah. And so we had to repent of our bitterness over not getting rich. And then we had to realize how rich we really were.
So, amen. amen. Don't forget about the Valentine's Banquet. If yep. you're out there in podcast land, you're welcome to come get a hold of the church office. You can go to the Bethel website or the Bethel Facebook page. February 10th, $15 a person. Come see us. It's going to be a great time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Excellent Have a good night. crowd.